0: been wonderful to be able to be back down. I was able to have my wife here with me, and uh, we thank the Lord for that. My daughter's here. She's with uh, some friends up there at uh, Lupton Drive Baptist up in, um, is that Hickson, I guess? And uh, so she's up there with some friends tonight, but it's been a whirlwind coming down for the past couple days, but uh, we're so thankful to be able to be down here, and uh, at least you have this going for you. You are in North Georgia. And uh, so praise the Lord for that, and uh, we still have, I, I told Brother Lamar, I said, I almost took a picture of driving down the road, and someone was out there mowing their lawn, and I said, I almost took a picture, sent it back to some of the men, and said, what's this green stuff all over the ground down here, and uh, we still have piles of snow all over the place, and uh, it really hasn't been a, a bad winter, and um, I think this week, all, all week, it's, it's 40, 45 degrees, and... And uh, so that's nice weather, but we have endured the winter, and uh, praise the Lord. I, I think we're coming out on the other side, but just as soon as we do, there's always one more snowstorm that'll come through and uh, dump about eight or ten inches on us probably, and so there's no telling. It'll probably show up the middle of April, you just guarantee it, And uh, but we just we're looking forward to spring. Thank you for praying. I've been getting texts and phone calls. And uh, just making sure our church up home knows that I'm here tonight. And uh, one of the old pastors in our church, he said, make sure you tell that church we love them. And uh, he's never been down here whatsoever and uh, suffering from Parkinson's disease and everything. But I tell you, when your preacher and his wife were up there with us in November, that week week of revival, um, honestly, we had had, uh, one pastor in our church that pastored 40 years, another man pastored 50 years, and uh, members there at the church, and both of them said they hadn't been in a week like that in a long time. And uh, we just thank the Lord for that. Thank you for sharing your preacher and his wife with us. And uh, we praise the Lord for it. He's been a great help to our church. And I'll say this, there was a man saved um, during that meeting. I believe it was on uh, Thursday night. That uh, man was saved. I had another pastor that was there. He led him to the Lord at the invitation, and uh, that man's still in church. He's been baptized, not at our church. He's living closer to another church. Is that all right if he was living closer to another church to let him go there? We can work, we can work together on all of that. And uh, so he's going down there, faithful, been baptized got married, they joined the church, and uh, being faithful and so we Amen. praise the Lord for that Amen. and uh, what the Lord's doing. And uh, then another text from our sound man that uh, sat up back there, Brother Andrew today, and he said, make sure you tell Brother and Sister Gravely I said hello. And uh, when you see them, I said, well, he said, when you see them tonight. And so he knew that we'd be here. And uh, so our church is just, is just thankful. And uh, we're so thankful that, that you shared your preacher and his wife with us. And uh, we're looking forward to you sharing them again with us this fall. And uh, that's why I say thank you so many times so you'll allow them to be able to come back. But uh, we have a great time up there. The Lord's doing something. We praise the Lord for it. And uh, we're about completed. We had the last inspector come through on our building project and uh, came through on this past Friday for that addition out front. And uh, now we're able to use the space, Sunday school space, foyer and uh, storage space. And so thankful for that. And uh, just waiting for spring to be able to finish our parking lot and landscaping and everything. We have a thing in the ground called frost up there. And uh, right now, the frost is about two feet thick. And uh, that's how far it freezes down into the ground. So we got to wait for that to thaw out before we can put a shovel in the ground and uh, be able to plant anything. But the Lord's been good. Thank you for being faithful. And uh, great to be able to come back. And where's Ben? Where'd Ben go? There he is, right down front here. And I want you to know, if you need anything from me, you can see Ben, okay? (laughs) Now, the last time I was here... Um, I didn't realize that Ben um, has two syllables, and so I found that out the last time it was here. It was Ben, and uh, I said, I, just up north. I mean, Ben is is one syllable, but I guess in North Georgia there's two syllables to it, and uh, so he's my head of security. Um, for whenever I'm around. Oh, you got an assistant now too. See that? We've already doubled. And uh, But praise the Lord. I am bringing another pastor down with me um, next week. We're going to fly in for a couple days of Jubilee and uh, bringing another pastor down with me. And that's uh, so why I want you to know that we're going to benefit from the meeting also. And I'm bringing him along just to be able to be a blessing and encouragement. And uh, not to me, but I know he'll be blessed by the meeting. And uh, he's a pastor, been up in the woods. And when I say up in the woods, he's two hours north of us. And, And he's up there, been up there 22, 23 years. And uh, probably has 30, 35 people on Sunday morning. And uh, just been faithful. And I said, hey, I said, why don't you come down to Georgia with me? And I said, why don't you just come down? I said, get encouraged, get refreshed, get thawed out. And I said, be ready to be able to go back at it. And so we're looking forward to next week, too. So we'll be back down for a couple days. On that trip, I'm taking an airplane. And, uh, and so we'll be back down. But thank you so much praying for us. And uh, God's so faithful. Great to hear what's taking place around Bible Baptist. And I'm so excited about the property that uh, God's allowed you guys to be able to purchase. And uh, I can't wait for it to be paid off. And uh, that you'll be debt free. And uh, then you'll be looking to to build a new building. Boy, I'm telling you, it's just encouraging to take a step of faith. And uh, don't ever get past that of thinking we've arrived thinking that we can just coast for a while because, you know, the Bible does say without faith, it is impossible to please God. Yes, sir. And so if we ever get to the point that, hey, we've got this thing covered, hey, preacher, let's just, just, just take it easy for a while. Why don't we just coast, not take any steps for a little while, and let's just maintain for a while. God's not pleased with that and uh, continually living by faith. And I know this entire next week is a step of faith. And uh, watching God to be able to provide and meet the needs. And how many of y'all are thankful that God always meets the needs? Aren't you thankful he meets the needs we don't even know our needs? Yes, sir. And, uh, boy, he takes care of that. And can I say this finally? Boy, we're looking forward to the Frank family coming up north. There's Miss Hannah back there. Miss Crystal told me that uh, she was back there. I keep in regular contact with, uh, with the Frank family and uh, so thankful that God's going to send them towards New England. And, uh, boy, the, the fields are white unto harvest. And uh, we just need help up that direction. And so you come in contact with some young preachers that uh, they're just sitting here waiting for pastor to die so they can have their chance behind the pulpit. Um, Just send them up our way and we'll let them preach until that day comes, okay? And uh, plenty of opportunities up there. And so I want you to take your Bibles tonight, turn over to Proverbs chapter number 13 with me if you would. Proverbs chapter number 13. I want to share just a simple thought that's on my heart and then uh, I'll be honest with you. I want to take the last few minutes tonight... And uh, do I have a little liberty tonight? I have a little liberty. A little liberty. I want to take the last little bit tonight. And uh, I know we're, we're preparing for Jubilee starting on Monday. And uh, I just have on my heart, and you'll see after the, the, the thought here and the scriptures here in a little while. And uh, I want to make sure we take some time and, and just go into prayer meeting tonight. Yes, sir, and uh, just spend some time in prayer in preparation for Jubilee. And uh, just asking God to do something. If you can start now preparing your heart. um, Not just for Jubilee. I'm talking about while I'm preaching. Prepare your heart for prayer. And uh, ask God to search your hearts. Get your hearts and your minds calmed and prepared. Ready to be able to be ushered into the throne room of God and uh, be able to spend some time in prayer tonight that God will just meet each and every need and uh, prepare the preachers as they'll be coming in and they'll be traveling. And uh, so I'll say more about that here in in, in just a few minutes. Proverbs chapter number 13, I want to read just two verses to you out of this chapter. The first one's in verse number 12 and then also verse number 19. The Bible says in verse number 12, hope deferred, maketh the heart sick. But when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. Now jump down to verse number 19. The Bible says, The desire accomplished is sweet to the soul, but it is abomination to fools to depart from evil. And I've got this thought on my heart tonight on what are you going after in life? Or in other words... What is the desires of your heart? We know that back in Psalm 37 verses 4 and 5, and let me just read them to you so I don't misquote them. The Bible says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and He shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. I know a lot of times that verse in verse number 4 is actually misinterpreted and misapplied to our lives. Of saying if we'll delight ourselves in the Lord, He'll, He'll give us the desires. In other words, whatever our heart desires, that is what that God will give to us. But can I say, I believe we're looking at that scripture the wrong way. I believe what the Bible's saying is saying is we delight ourselves in the Lord and He is going to put the very desires into our hearts. And so we'll be desiring the exact same things that God is desiring for us. And so it's not that He'll take our desires and be able to fulfill them according to the lust of our flesh. But what he'll do is actually take his desires, put them into our hearts, and then they'll be fulfilled. And I thought, God, if you would just allow us, it's not a matter of desiring the right things, but it is a matter of committing our way unto the Lord. In other words, the way that we're going, the path that we're going, and the things that we're going after. If we would commit them unto the Lord, then the Lord is going to put the right things into our hearts. And when they are fulfilled in our lives, then we know that we have what God desires for us. There's no greater satisfaction, and we read this over in Proverbs chapter number 13. There's nothing greater than seeing something that we've been desiring or something that we've been working after to be able to see that accomplished. I said it this past Sunday we were walking through one of the older men in our church and we were walking through and he said, I hadn't seen that storage area. And we put a a little storage area, I say it's little now, I thought it was going to be big when we were building it. But uh, once you put all the shelves in there and you get everything on the shelves, we're thinking, man, I could use ten more just like this. And he walked in, and I said, boy, the layout came well. It's, it's a place for all of our gospel tracts, for all the discipleship material, for Bible Institute material, everything like that all laid out. And he said, boy, he said, it's just good when a plan comes together. And I thought the desires that we have, and, and I'm not sure except that we're just getting ready to go into Jubilee starting this weekend, and really it ought to be kicking off on Sunday inside the hearts of Bible Baptist Church in preparation for what God is going to do this next week, and we ought to be making our plans. But can I say the desires that are in our heart going into this next week. We started driving on Sunday. We left after our morning service. We do a Sunday school and then we have a morning service, take about a forty-five minute break, and then come back in and have an afternoon service. And I told Crystal, I said, if we can get on get on the road in between that morning service and afternoon service, we can make it down to New Jersey. I said to where our, our son is going to Bible college, and I said, We can get there for six o'clock. It's a six hour drive and be able to get down there and walk into church. And we get done service. We get done morning service. Man, we're saying our goodbyes. We get out the road, get in there. We don't even stop for lunch. The gas tank's full. We drive solid, straight, six hours. Pull into that parking lot at quarter till six, and we're ready to go. And I'm thinking now, in my flesh, we're talking desires of heart. Now, listen, don't do this this next week, or at least don't tell nobody. Amen. We drive that six hours and I'm thinking, man, I'm tired. I've already preached twice. Sunday school morning service. I've driven six hours. I'm not here for church. I'm here to see my boy. And so if we can get in, boy, this service will get over with. The desire of my heart is, man, we can go out to Cracker Barrel. I can fellowship with my boy a little bit and then I can get to the room and I can get a good night's rest. And wouldn't you know it, we walk in that church and they're just finishing up their week of revival meeting. And that's their closing service. And Brother Lamar, they've got two preachers scheduled for Sunday night. And I'm thinking, man, my wife's sitting over there. She's more spiritual than I am. But my daughter, she's just as carnal as I am. And I'm thinking the desire of her heart is the same desire of my heart. And I'm thinking, I came to get out tonight. And I thought, you know, Lord, that's... That's not exactly where we ought to be with the desires of our heart walking into the presence of the Lord. And I want to share just a few thoughts with you tonight about the desires of our heart, what we're going after. Because you know how it is, you know how when we get something in there... Well, we're starting to go after it. I want to share just three simple thoughts with you this evening. First of all, when it comes to a desire, there is an expectation to be pursued. An expectation. Now listen, there is not one desire in my heart that I did not have an expectation on how it was going to be fulfilled. And I thought in my life, listen, the things that I desire, guess what? I'm going after them. That means I'm going to spend every waking moment that I possibly can, every ounce of my energy, everything that's in my heart, I'm going to be saying, listen, that is what I want. I remember as a 14-year-old boy, listen, I walked into a New Year's Eve service and there's a little redhead that someone had invited into church when I was 14. And I said, hmm, I said, there's an expectation, a desire that's been put in my heart and now I'm going to start pursuing And I said, I'm going to be pursuing that, and I expected it to be returned. Well, we're celebrating twenty-one years now of that expected return that we've been pursuing. And I thought, listen, oh to God that he had put something in our hearts, especially going into this next week. Listen, I understand there's something like I talked to preacher today, 26 states that are gonna be represented over the next week that'll be coming in to be able to be part of Bible Baptist Church and Jubilee. And I understand the desire on BBC's heart to be able to be a blessing to these pastors and these families but can i say this if the only desire that bible baptist church has is to be a blessing to preachers then you can do it in other ways than just putting them up in a hotel the desire of every heart ought to be drawing closer to god ought to be getting on our face before god ought to be having revival in our hearts and in our lives We ought not to just be sitting back saying, yeah, we're just here to serve you. Listen, it ought to be every day this next week of saying, God, would you revive my heart this next week? Yes, it's going to be some long hours. Yes, the youth's going to be getting up and singing. But it's not just to say, we've been at Jubilee and God provided for another year. Listen, there is an expectation to be pursued after this next week as God puts a desire in our hearts. And oh, as Paul said in Philippians chapter number 3, that I might know Him. And the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His suffering. There was a desire in Paul's heart that changed his life. And I thought, Lord, if that desire would be in our hearts over this next week or so, asking God to be able to do something, and I thought it ought to start tonight just in a prayer meeting because sometimes, listen, we can get to the point and we're so prepared that we never prayed. And we've got all the I's dotted, we've got all the T's crossed, we've got everything looking sharp. Listen, we've got our best shirts, we've got our best suits, preachers have their best messages, and everybody's prepared, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. but we're not prayed. You're right. You're exactly right. And the desire of our heart all of a sudden starts to shift of man come about, Come about Wednesday night about 9 o'clock, we're just saying, man, I can't wait for another 24 hours till this thing's over. When it ought to be the desire of our heart saying, God, there's an expectation and I'm just going to pursue after it. And listen, I'm not going to let you go. Well, I thought about it with Jacob when he was wrestling all night long. And finally, the angel of the Lord said, listen, the the dawn is breaking, I need to go. And Jacob held on a little bit longer because he had an expectation of that pursuit that he had. And he said, listen, I'm not letting you go till you change my life. And I thought, listen, he had wrestled all night long because he expected something to make a difference in his life. I thought that's why missionaries get up day after day after day. There's an expectation in their heart. There's a desire that God has put there. That's why a pastor will get up week after week after week and pour his heart out to the people and open up the old black book and be able to preach the word of God. You know why? Because there's an expectation that he has. And I thought we as God's people ought to be preparing our hearts and saying, God, would you be putting a desire in my soul? I said, would you allow us to be able to commit our way unto you? Would there be an expectation to be pursued that with every spiritual fiber of our being this next week would be saying, God, I'm going, I'm going after you. I'm going after you. I'm going after you. There's an expectation to be pursued. But then can I say this? I saw it in verse number 12. There's an encouragement to be protected. See, a lot of times we walk into things and we've got this great expectation. And all it takes is one wet blanket. How many ever been in a meeting when one of them showed up? Man, I tell you, you walk in, you're on cloud nine, you're like, man, it's going to be a great day. I'm expecting God to do great things. Yeah, but you see that it might be raining here in a little while and people probably won't come out in the rain. Man, I, I so appreciate your encouragement. Right, That's right. Man, I appreciate your words of wisdom coming in. And listen, he said here in verse number 12, Hope deferred maketh the heart sick. Right. And I thought, listen, you know, come Sunday mornings, can I just let you in on a little secret that pastors have and preachers have? There's certain Sunday mornings, there's certain people they're not talking to on the way to the pulpit. Just being honest with you, you say, who is it? I don't know who it is here. I don't know y'all. But can I say I've been in some meetings and it's like, man, I wish a hundred times over I'd not stopped over there and talked to that person. And I'm thinking, listen, we get this hope and all of a sudden this expectation is built up and then all of a sudden someone comes along and pops that balloon we're thinking, man, it just made my heart sick. Man, I can't get up here and preach. I'm so worried now about everything that's going on. I'm not sure what's going to happen. I'm thinking, listen, when we get a desire in our heart, there's going to be gainsayers. But can I just let you in on something? I don't want to hear it. And your pastor don't want to hear it. And the good members of Bible Baptist Church don't want to hear it. And if you don't think it's going to fly, then just take it to God and He'll ground it if it be His will. I'd rather have someone with a desire in their heart that they're going to jump over the moon if God tells them to do that. And I'm going to encourage them and tell them to keep jumping until they get there. Hey, listen! I'm going to protect that encouragement. I'm, I'm going to make sure that someone's coming along. Yeah, you just can't have a meeting like that. 2019. Don't they know that we're just in the in the gleaning times of the of the Bible economy? And I'm thinking, listen, don't tell me that, because I actually expect something's going to happen. There's an expectation that churches are going after today and there's an encouragement that we as God's people need to be able to come along and be able to say, you know something? If that's what God's put in your heart, then you go after it with everything that you've done. If that's where you believe God's got you to go, then listen, I believe you go on for it 100 miles an hour until God says no but don't you listen to anybody don't you get off to the side don't you get distracted don't you listen to those that say oh that can't be done Amen. I'm thinking I've talked to some pastors out there and if I'd listen to them listen there ain't a one of us that'd be in the ministry today you know it as well as I do and it just ain't preachers there's some church members you start talking to and you just ask them how you doing today 20 minutes later you regret you asked them didn't you because there's some, they're not going to lie to you. They're going to tell you exactly how they're doing. And you're thinking, man, there ain't no hope for any of us. Right, man, did you watch the news? Do you listen to the radio? Man, you hear what was said this past I'm thinking, oh, why? don't tell us we can't do it. Right. How many of you, like me, that it just comes along when someone tells you you can't do it? That's just a swift kick in the butt saying you believe you can go do it. And, and, and it, listen, the motive may be wrong and you're just going to prove him wrong. And now it's gone from, hey, we're going to do this for the glory of God, to I'm just going to show him wrong. That's what I'm going to do. And the encouragement to be protected. Listen, you better be careful. We got some young people that God will start speaking to their hearts. And this has been burned into my heart all my life. My dad, as a young man at the age of nine years old, was called to preach. Nine years old, he went back to an old, dead Baptist church. And then little old ladies walked along and tapped him on the head and said, Oh, that's good, little Danny. Oh, that's good. And no encouragement whatsoever. He said, It was finally when I was 28 years old. He said that I stepped out to go do something for the Lord. Now thank the Lord he didn't waste his life because of the discouragers that were around him. But I thought we get some young people that get something in their heart and say this is what God has commanded me to do and this is what God has for my life. Listen, I don't believe we ought to be deferring their hope. I believe that we ought to be encouraging their hope. Because the Bible says when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. A tree of life. Boy, so satisfying. Listen, that tree of life, when it's mentioned, we're going to have that tree of life up in heaven, remember? And the Bible says that it's going to be bringing forth 12 different types of fruit. Each fruit for the month as it's growing and producing. I thought completely sustaining. And I thought, boy, that's what that desire does to our hearts. I said, when God puts that down inside of us, it is enough to be able to sustain us each and every month of the year. I said, to be able to take care of us all the way through. There is encouragement to be protected. There's certain young preachers. There's certain missionaries. I've told missionaries that have come up there into the New England states, I'd say, listen... Hey, I said, I wouldn't go by that church over there. You say, why would you tell that to a missionary? Because I didn't want the missionary to be discouraged. I'm just being honest with you. I'm thinking there were times I wish someone had told me, don't go into that meeting. You say, but they're a like-minded church. No, they might have the same Bible they might meet on Sunday and Wednesdays. But they may not be like-hearted. They might not be like-minded. They might not have the same desire and the same passion of that heart. And I'm just trying to protect some encouragement that some people have. And not to be able to get around some gainsayers to be able to say, oh, that ain't never going to happen. There's some encouragement to be protected. And listen, if you're riding on cloud nine going into Jubilee, then praise the Lord. Don't get around the discouragers over the next four days. Just get around those that are flying on hot cloud nine and say, listen, this is going to be the greatest meeting we've ever had in the history of Bible Baptist Church. And you say, well, preacher, I'm, I'm going into it on maybe cloud two And I'm already tired and exhausted and I'm already already wore down going into it. Listen, boy, I praise the Lord. That's why I'm saying there's an expectation. There's some that are probably coming into Jubilee saying, listen, if God don't do something this next week, it's over. Listen, there's going to be some preachers. There's going to be some church members that will walk in. And listen, they won't be up front here. They won't be shot if you don't do something. And boy, they're going to be expecting God saying, God, I'm giving you one last opportunity to be able to get into this heart of mine. And listen, that may be some of you that's here and it's time we need to get on the altar and say, God, I'm expecting something. God, would you put the desire in my heart? Listen, hey, we're just being honest with each other tonight. There's been times I didn't feel like walking into church. And that desire wasn't there. I'm saying, God, you got to do something. God, I need you to work in my heart. I need you to prepare me going into this meeting. Lord, I don't want to be critical. I don't want to be discouraging. But God, would you put that desire in my heart? God, would you help the discouragement not to be there? And then there's been times I'm walking in saying, man, this is going to be the greatest meeting I've ever been in in my life. The other pastor that I have coming down, I told you before church. He texts me today, he said, man, he said, I'm so looking forward to this meeting. He said, it's going to be a great reprieve, possibly a life-changing week. That's what he put in the text this afternoon. Amen. He's coming in with an expectation, and I'm thinking, listen, I'm going, to, I'm going to protect that encouragement right there. I'm not going to let him get around to anybody else for the next five days before we fly in. Because I want him to come in with that expectation of God, you're just going to do something great. But then can I say this at the end of it? There is evidence to be provided of that desire. There's evidence to be provided. Look what the Bible says, our second verse here in verse number 19. Because the Bible says the desire accomplished is sweet to the soul. And I thought, boy, there's, brother, there's nothing greater. I said, when you walk in and whether you're expecting God to do something... Or you just need God to do something. Amen. And you're saying, God, I, if you don't, boy, and then God opens up that book. Amen. Boy, that exact verse is read right out of there. <laughs> and you're saying, boy, that's sweet. That's right. Boy, we find our place at the altar. Yes. God renews that desire all over again and we're saying, God, boy, it's... Boy, it's sure been a while since that's been there. God, it's sure been a while since that desire to be able to get up and go another mile. God, it's sure been a while since I've been saying, God, would you give us another night? God, would you work it out with the job that I can be here for just one more preaching time? Because Lord, that desire has been accomplished in my heart. And Lord, it's so sweet to the soul. And Lord, I could just stay here a little bit longer. And Lord, would you just sweeten it a little bit more? I'm saying, Lord, the evidence at the end of it, Lord, there is evidence to be provided. And listen, can I say next week at this time, the evidence might not be there. Two weeks from now, that evidence might not be there. But can I say God will give you something through the preaching maybe this next week that might hit you about three weeks from now. You know, I thought about this and I'll just give you this and then I'll be closing and we're going to go to praying. I thought when David knelt down in that brook, the Bible says he chose to melt five smooth stones. Now that day he only used one. But I thought, you know something? While he had the quiet time in the brook, God gave him what he needed for potential battles ahead. And I thought God may load our wagon this week. Because Brother Lamar, there's going to be things you guys are going to step out and you're going to see it six months from now. And boy, that message is going to come back from Jubilee and the Lord's going to say, aren't you glad I gave that to you six months ago? And now you have it for today. Can I say, let's be asking God for that desire in our soul. Saying, God, I don't want it deferred, but when the desire cometh, it's a tree of life. And Lord, my desire's for you. I'm not saying we're coming here looking for anything else. Listen, I'm, I'm not even coming that it's the desire that it's the most at Jubilee that's ever been there. That's right. It's not the desire of Jubilee that the most money's raised. It's not the desire of Jubilee that there's more young men called to preach than ever been called to preach before. That's not the desire. Those are offshoots of the desire. Can I say the desire of it is, God, would you do whatever you want to do in my heart? That's it. So let me ask you something. I wonder if that desire's there tonight. Would we be saying, God, would you accomplish that desire? Or maybe it needs to be, God, would you put the desire there? And may we go in already expecting God to do something. You know, usually, and you've probably seen this, I guarantee, usually the meeting breaks out on Wednesday night or Thursday night. You know why? Because most people walk in on Monday just kind of saying, okay, God, let's see what you're going to do. And it usually takes a couple days of people getting before the Lord saying, all right, God, whatever you want to do in my life, and then finally the Holy Spirit of God has free reign. And I'm thinking, what if you walked into Monday night already saying, God, the desire's there. Can you imagine when the preacher get up? Back it up to Sunday. Imagine if the preacher got up Sunday and spiritually we're all sitting there like baby birds with our mouths wide open saying, God fill it. Man, I'm so desiring God to do something and that expectation is there and I'm going to pursue it. I'll be on my face before God. I'll be praying. I'll be reading. I'll be sensitive to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And then listen... A week from Sunday, Bible Baptist Church gathers together and said, Boy, wasn't that sweet? Just sweet to the soul. What are you going after this week? What are you going after? Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. I'm going to ask them to come and just maybe piano playing if we can. Just the piano playing. I want to give our young people an opportunity to get on their face before the Lord too. Just saying, God, would you... Fulfill that desire. God, would you give us the desire? I want you to come gather around the altar if the Lord spoke into your heart this evening. Listen, we're not in a hurry. I know things are prepared, but I just wonder if we've prayed. Said, God, here's our desire for this week. Listen, you may be sitting there saying, I don't even know if I'm going to be there for Jubilee. I was there last year, nothing happened. Oh, may you be begging God. What's the desire of your heart tonight? Would it just be God do whatever you desire to do? Maybe that heart's just grown cold over the past few months. Maybe that heart's grown hard towards the things of the Lord. Would you be asking God to prepare the hearts of the preachers? <clears throat> Help them to be pure. Them to be holy. Yes, we desire for God to be able to provide for the meeting. But can I say God will take care of that? I know He will. What about breaking? And we always pray, hey... God, break the hearts of our young people. May they surrender. What about breaking the hearts of them old church members that haven't done nothing for the Lord for a while? You used to have the desire. used to have the burden. Dear Lord, may we walk into the meeting with the expectation. The expectation. and Hey, listen, what are you going after this week? We're just going after God. And if God doesn't show up, hope deferred maketh the heart sick. I thought, Lord, if you just allow us to, let's just go into meeting expecting God right from the beginning just to do something. God will encourage that preacher that may be coming in. He's on his last rope. He's hanging on, but by a thread thought, Lord, if you'd allow us to, we could be a blessing. We could be an encouragement. Some of those young people that will be coming in from other churches, hey, they're on the verge of walking away from God. They may get up there and sing in the youth choir. They may play an instrument, but their heart is far from God. What's our desire this week? Are we pursuing it? Are we pursuing God? Father, we sure do love you. Lord, we need you. Lord, America needs you more today than we ever have before. Lord, our churches need you. Our pastors need you. Our missionaries, our evangelists. Lord, every member of this church, Lord, we need you. And Lord, I pray that we may join with Paul. As Paul said, the desire of his heart, that I may know him. And Lord, would you please put that burning desire in our heart over this next week. And Lord, that we'd be begging you, saying, God, we just need you. And Lord, we're not satisfied with anything less. Lord, I'm coming down, I'm not satisfied with a good outline from a preacher. But Lord, I need you. And Lord, I pray that we would not stop pursuing Lord, till you are here. Lord, that expectation. Lord, the evidence afterwards would just be saying, boy, it's just been sweet. It's just been sweet. Sweet to the soul. Now, Lord, would you please work in our hearts and lives this week. May we be prayed up, prepared, and expecting something from you. I ask you to be with every preacher that will stand. Lord, I pray that he'd have an unction from on high. Lord, I pray that the book would be opened. And Lord, I pray that he'd give every one of us exactly what's needed. Lord, I pray for offerings as they're taken up, that they would be to the penny exactly what's needed. Lord, to be able to meet each and every need. Lord, I ask you to be with Pastor Gravely. Lord, I pray that you would encourage him. Lord, that you draw him close to you, that you'd fill him with the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. Lord, I pray that you'd be with the men of this church, the ladies of this church, the youth of this church as they prepare to serve others. And Lord, I pray most of all, Lord, that our desire would be to hear from heaven. Lord, it would be a tree of life when that desire cometh. Be so satisfying now Lord thank you for what you're going to do we trust you by faith to accomplish that which is pleasing to you now in Jesus name we pray Amen Amen